Welcome back to Half the Battle. I'm your host as always, Daniel Levy, and joining me on this very special edition of Half the Battle is UFC bantamweight contender Jimmy Rivera. Jimmy, welcome back to Half the Battle, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And, dude, obviously we know you're taking on Uriah Faber, UFC 203. We're going to talk all about that in just a second. But real quick, I know you saw John Lineker versus Michael McDonald the other day. Yeah, good fight. What do you think about this kid Lineker in your weight class, man? He's a little, uh, he's a little animal. Uh, I mean, you went against McDonald, who in his last, you know, two fights hasn't been well. So it, it's, you know, it's kind of hard to say. But I mean, he uh, he went in there and pulled out the W, and it was a nice uh, knockout. He's got some power in his punches, and you know, he looked he looked good. Man, Bantamweight's looking better than ever because, you know, last time when you and I spoke, guys like uh, Tomas Almeida and Aljamain Sterling were still undefeated. Now they've taken their first uh, career setbacks, which just shows you how deep of a weight class 135 really is. Yeah, it does. It shows you how, you know, up-and-comers are, uh, are really good. They're, you know, they're no joke, you know I mean? They're tough. Yeah, and another funny thing about it is uh, I was looking at the rankings, and I didn't even see Jimmy Rivera's name in the top ten, which uh, you and I both know is is ridiculous because you are a top five guy. However, now you get the chance to put yourself among the top ten with a win here over Faber. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. I mean, he's you know well-known name. People know him, and it's going to be a good fight. and have some fun. So where were you when you got the call, man? Um, I actually, it was, uh, this past Tuesday, I got a text message, uh, letting me know about the fight. Um, I told the shopper, you know, this is every other week, just trying to figure out, you know, what's the next step for myself. And, um, we were talking, and he was trying to set up the Brian Taylor fight. He said, if, you know, Brian Taylor doesn't want to take it, you know, I have four other names. And then at the top of the list, the name was Uriah Saber. I said, well, if Brian Taylor doesn't want to take it, it's a no-brainer. I took Brian, uh, Uriah Saber. So I texted you literally like a week and a half later, after, no, a week after UFC 200. It was like, all right, you buy a favor to September 10th for UFC 203. I said, perfect. Sounds good. So uh, I know you wanted to fight on that New York card, but obviously this opportunity here, that's, uh, that, that's got to trump fighting on New York card, right? Yeah, it does. It does. It's okay that I'm not fighting on New York card. I'm not going to get upset about it. I'll be there, but uh, not fighting. Just be there as a fan and support. Yeah, it's going to be fun as a fan. So, I mean, dude, obviously we know you had the amazing fight with Pedro Munoz. You you beat Yuri Alcantara. Now you got that next logical step up in, in a competition, and it's Uriah Faber. He's a household name. You beat this guy, and everyone's going to know who you are. But it's interesting because, you know, people are messaging you. They're saying stuff like, oh, he's uh, on the decline. He's diminished. And it might be true, but as a fighter, you can never underestimate a guy as crafty as Faber. Yeah, you can. You can't because it's MMA. Anything can happen in MMA, so you don't understand anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I know you saw uh, Faber's last fight versus Cruz. It's interesting because Cruz gets a lot of criticism for not finishing fights, and uh, he actually dropped Faber in the fight, and it looked to me like he was surprised. He he didn't know how to react when he had his opponent hurt. Did you notice that? Um, you know, I, don't, I remember him dropping. I don't remember his facial expression. Okay, I mean, were you surprised at all that he didn't follow up? Um, I mean, yeah, you got someone hurt, you know what I mean? I mean, you need to follow up, but be smart about it. Don't just jump on top of them and then put yourself in a bad position. Yeah, now, when Faber fought Sainz, that was an incredible fight. I mean, Frankie Sainz, that dude comes to fight, and he was inches away from pulling it off. I mean, wh what do you think went wrong for that dude there? Because he was so close to doing it. 
Oh, uh, for Frankie? Yeah. Um, I, you know, uh, watching that fight, I mean, if he, you know, kept him at bay a little bit more, he, you know, he got caught in that fight too, and Uriah caught him and kind of blew his load and, and, and you know, looked like he got a little tired after trying, trying to knock him out. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard. It was a close fight, and I mean, they're, they're basically the same kind of style, you know what I mean? They, they, they both, you know, wrestlers and can strike a little bit, and, and uh, you know, I, for Frankie Sands, I, I maybe I don't know, maybe just keeping him at bay more with the strikes, not letting him get the takedown. Yeah, definitely. Now it's your turn to fight favor. I mean, are you uh, are you predicting a finish here? Three rounds of exciting action. I, what, do you, what do you think is going to go down when you and Favor get locked up in there? I mean, I'm always hoping for a finish. I'm always hoping for a finish. I'm hoping, you know, to get the knockout. I mean, you know, I guess I tell people, I mean, you never know what's going to happen, but. You know, I'm gonna go out there, push the pace, and 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 get that W. Though, and focus on that win. And if I hurt him, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to finish him. Yeah. Now, obviously, this doesn't really matter, but I'm curious your opinion about it. Were you surprised that Faber was coming back so soon after that fight with Cruz? Um. Yeah. In a, in a way, I wasn't sure. You know, you know, you don't know what's going through someone else's head and what what's going on. I mean, you know, for him to jump back in, that's, I mean, it's great. You, you want to be. That's why you know. First of all, he's, you know, he's a legend. He's always fighting. You know, if you're only fighting once in a while, people are not going to recognize you. But you're always fighting one after another. You know, people are going to realize who you are. And it's a point thing. And uh, I think that's always been his mentality, I think. Um, whether win or lose, he's going to try to fight again as soon as possible. Yeah, and Faber is not just always fighting. He's always fighting the top-level competition. I mean, you look at his resume, and he's been in there with everyone. He's never turned down a fight, as far as I know. And, uh, yeah, it's always been the toughest competition. You know, he's only lost one non-title fight, and that was to Frankie Edgar. So uh, you looking to be the, the second man in UFC history to give him a, a non-title fight defeat? Yes, I hope so. Mentally, how does it go down? Because, obviously, you've already been there with some very tough guys. Pedro, Munoz, Yuri Alcantara, they're experienced, they're tough. But Faber's got that name value to him. You know, you, you tell people who you're fighting. You, you tell people you're fighting Yuri Alcantara. You know, I know who that is. I know that's a complete badass, but you tell someone else, they might not really know. You tell anyone you're fighting Faber, and they're like, oh, shit, you're fighting Uriah Faber. What, what's that like, dude? Um, it's, I mean, everybody's listening. It's just like, this is a great opportunity to go out there and get that W. Um, yeah, he, you know, people always say he's well-known, but I'm like, you know, he's just a person. He has two arms, two legs, and bleeds the same how I believe. I don't think anything's special. You know what I mean? But at the same time, take every fight like it's a championship fight, so... You know what I mean? We're going to go in there. I'm going to go for war. You know what I mean? Uh, you're going to have to, like, you know, kill me this time, you know, kind of thing. Um, I, just because he's just a bigger name, and that's it. There's nothing changing. There's no other emotions. I'm like, it's it's good for me, and I'm happy for it. But it doesn't, you know, mentally get to me or anything like that. Like, he's he's the same. He's the same as I am. And I walk the same, you know, one the same, bleeds the same color. You know what I mean? So it's, it's nothing, nothing from the unusual. Yeah, that's good to hear, man. And you know, I'm really glad. Obviously, you're not you're not underestimating him at all because you're a very smart competitor. So, man, I'm so glad they gave you that shot, dude. Because other guys might fuck it up, but I know uh, you're the kind of guy that's gonna go in there and get it done. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. So uh, when you talk to a guy like Sean Shelby, I mean, obviously he recognizes the talent that you possess the talent that you recognize that I recognize, but obviously in the rankings, like we mentioned earlier, I think you're like 12 or 13, which is a joke because you should be top five. So when you talk to a guy like Shelby, I mean, does he tell you, look, 
if you win this fight, that's when you fight, you know, the top five title contenders or maybe a title shot next or, or what does he you tell know, you? It's hard because like I, I, you know, last time before this opponent, we were Saber, you know, and Kelly we were talking about, we were talking about Mazazaki. I said, all right, let's fight Mazazaki. I'm down to steal it. And then Mazazaki didn't want to take the fight. I know I've been offered a certain couple of times. Certainly want to take the fight. Kelly didn't want to take the fight. It, it gets hard sometimes. You don't, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's hard to get fights, you know what I mean? And, and sometimes you get fights, and you're like, yeah, I'll do it, but, like, I don't want to go back to Brazil and fight a uh, Brazilian again. Like, I'll fight him in the States or anywhere else by Brazil. And, you know, and certain things can't work out. It, it's it's crazy how it, how it works out. I, uh, you know, we, you know, we had Mazzaghi for it, and Mazzaghi turned down, and then he told me about Caraway and he gave me other options. I said, well, you know, Caraway didn't take out favor, sounds great, and, you know, call me back to taking it. I'm like, great, let's do it. I'm like, super excited. He's ranked too. He's a great name. And I'm like, it's a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. And we got to respect Faber because, like we said earlier, he's uh, he won't turn down any fights, man. He'll take on nah. anyone, anytime, any place. That's cool. That, you know, that's cool. I mean, you get to a certain point of solving someone. You get to a point where you're top ranked, top one or top two. You know, you, you know, if you get a chance to fight for the title and you don't win, kind of got to fight the next guys coming up, you know what I mean, you, until you get that title shot again, you know, so it, it, it's hard when you get there, but if you're like someone that's on the bottom, like I am, like, four, like 30 or 40 right now, and I need to work my way up, you know what I mean, you just want to fight those guys, and, you know, like Caraway, I, I understand why he took that and turned on a fight, it's a hard fight, I, you know, I wouldn't want to fight me either, and he wants to keep climbing up the rankings, and, you know, it makes sense, you know, Mazazaki the same way, he was a higher fight, he's fighting Cody, who's ranked higher than him, and it's a tough fight, why fight someone that's playing over you to have a tough fight? You know, go that way. So I, I don't blame that man. They don't. It is what it is. It's okay. You know what I mean? I understand what you know what they're looking at. Do I want to have a tough fight and fight someone's fourteen, or have a tough fight and fight someone that's uh, three or four? You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's an interesting case with Caraway because, like you mentioned, he does like to pick and choose his fights, but he's actually really underrated, man. He's actually a good fighter, so it's kind of an interesting dynamic with him because a lot of the fans like to give him a lot of shit, but I mean, obviously you saw what he went out there and did against a, a guy like Sterling, who, you know, I, I think Sterling's good, but I also thought he was a bit overhyped. And I picked uh, Caraway going into that fight as a big underdog, but yeah. but but still, man, the dynamic with Caraway has always been interesting. You know, him turning down fights, but still being a very uh, high level fighter. He turns down like hard fights. So I think he honestly turns down some hard fights. He turns down. He he, he takes the fights that he knows that he's going to be able to benefit from, and he's going to move him up. I mean, when going into that Sterling fight, I had Caraway winning just because Caraway is a smarter fighter. You know what I mean? He's uh he. he so I think the one thing he has that, that you know, is he's a smart fighter. Besides that, you know, he's decent at everything. He's not great at everything, but he's decent at everything. But he's a smart fighter. He knows how to, knows how to work when he's in there. Do you see uh, Cody Garbrandt versus Thomas Almeida? Yes. Holy shit. I did not expect that one either, dude. Well, you know, you got, you got Thomas Almeida who's not a good boxer. Cody's a better boxer. And that's what happens. You know, as a boxer versus a kickboxer. He's stuck on him. He get pressure him, and he used his hands. I mean, that's you know, if you you study fighting, you watch how they fight. That's really how it is. Look at Brad Pickett and Thomas Almeida for him. Brad Pickett, you know, is getting to his time, but he was able to you know beat him up with a hand, and he just got caught with a flying knee kick. That was it. He got caught with his head down, and you know, but besides that, he was winning the fight. It was a good fight. He was winning the fight. Yeah, man, I definitely got caught up in how. Uh... 
you know, Almeida comes back from taking those whoopings and, you know, ends up knocking dudes out because he was he's always been defensively flawed, like you said. But sometimes when a guy overcomes that kind of adversity and goes out there and knocks his opponents out, as a fan, you know, you look past uh, the early damage he took. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he came back. Even when before that, it was still close to the second. I think it was the second round he got knocked out by a ticket. Yeah. It was a close fight, even though... But, you know, he got called with a jump knee. I mean, you know, you can't get a comment from me. It's not, you know, he's not the best boxer, but he's a tough kid. You know what I mean? He's a kickbox. He's a tough kid. You know what I mean? I was kind of interested on the Cody fight because I was wondering if he was going to outbox him or was he going to take him down. Because I made a grapple. Or could he stop the takedowns? Like, I was really interested on that fight because, you know, you hadn't seen all Almeida yet. You haven't seen where he, he lies, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm curious to see how he rebounds from that setback. Now, who you got between uh, Cody and Mizugaki? Uh, I got Cody, I think. I think Cody. And you know what? Mizugaki's a good boxer, too. It's going to be an interesting fight. I just think, I think Cody is, you know, I think he, I think he punches a little hard. He might get that W, but I, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting fight. They're two good boxers, so it should be interesting to see how it goes. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, word on the street is you've been putting in some work with Frankie Edgar. Is there any truth to that? I oh yeah, I always work with Frankie. I've worked with him a couple of times before his fight. Um, I work with Marlon, who's the World Series 135 champ. I'm going to actually shoot out next week to go to uh, head to Muniz's gym and train with him a little bit. And you know, I try to get the you know best work. I got great teammates, and but sometimes you can go outside the box, get a little work on the out, you know outside of your team. And um, I work with Frankie numerous times already, and I work with Marlon numerous times already. Yeah, Marlon and uh, Frankie are great training partners for you. And uh, you, do you ever work with Mark Henry privately? Uh, Mark Henry, no, no. He always gives me a little, you know, peace of mind about you know, so I'm going against someone, and, and you know, like does this fight give me a little peace of mind? Because you know, Frankie fought your eye, and I'm like, and I appreciate. It. He's a really, really awesome dude, really cool guy, and uh, you know, he's a great coach. And but you know, and I have my coaches already. I mean, I love Mark Henry. He always. He's always there. He's like, hey, come on, come by. You know what I mean? And he gave me some piece of advice, and it's great. And, I, you know, I got my coaches there as well. And, you know, it's just, you know, you get two coaches who are really good and, and together, and they're like, yeah, we should do this. And my other coach, yeah, do that too. And they're like, you know, you know, it's all my stuff. It's just great. It helps It helps more. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I respect that, man. I mean, you're, you know, not afraid to take advice from other people, but you stick with the coaches that brought you up. Yeah, it's very important to know where you came from. And some people forget about that. You know what I mean? And you, you got to stick to that. If you jump to team to team, sometimes you don't do well. You see, you see it by first hand. You see a lot of people jump team to team. They don't do well because they don't have that coaching. You know, my coaches, I've known my coach since I was eight years old. You know what I mean? I've been with Tyler Jones since I was a kid. He knows me like, you know, like I'm another son, you know? So it's, it's a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. And we spoke about that family vibe you have in your corner last time you were on the show. So, I mean, dude, before we get out of here, I need a fight prediction. How's it going to go down? You and Uriah Faber, UFC 203 in Cleveland. Either my right hand or the left hand is going to hit that button. That's it. That's why I'm taking. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, we can't wait to see it. And, Jimmy, you know, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Best of luck in training camp. Stay healthy. And go out there and do your thing, man. Become a household name, man. It's your time, bro. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, brother. Have a great day. You too. Peace. There you have it, folks. Jimmy Rivera. Really cool guy, right? And man, can't wait to see him take on Faber, UFC 203 in Cleveland. You know, not bad for a guy that's 19-1, and right? Finally getting that big step up in competition, that big name. 
And man, looking to make it 20 in one. So I can't wait to see what he does. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at JimmyRivera135. Now for all the fans, thank you so much, as always, for checking out Half the Battle. You guys know I love and appreciate all your support. It means the world to me. Follow me on Twitter at BestFightPicks. Go to BestFightPicks.com and subscribe to Half the Battle on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Hook up the five-star reviews on iTunes, the likes on YouTube. I really appreciate it, guys. And until the next time, enjoy the fights.